It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Western Oklahoma and all points in between. Those of you listening on the app or in and about the world and also here in the western part of the state. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to our program. Our show brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment, where dedicated service is their priority. And Mustafa, you've got that roller, roller, rollator, right? Yeah, I gave, I upgraded my tennis balls to another set of wheels. So I have four wheels on my roller, roller, aider, roller, raider, rollator, rollator. Yeah, okay. and it's got a little seat you can sit down. Let's see if you're in a. Here's the deal. What's if, the deal? If you're a little handicapped and and maybe you need that support, and you you go to place and you're in line, like standing uh, in line at uh, McDonald's or whatever. Uh, you just need a little support because you got three or four people in front of you. You just sit on it. Just have a seat. Just turn around, sit down, and wait till it's your turn. And roll right on up. So they have those available at Priority Home Medical Equipment. Just give them a shot, shout out. Uh, at uh, They're located South 30th Street in Clinton. Just to Google Priority Home Medical Equipment. We've got with us today uh, Dr. Rick Farmer. Yeah, we'll talk to him in just yes. a few minutes. But first, local and area news brought to you by Janning Welding. Welcome to this hour's edition of Bright Radio News. I'm John Adams, and here's what's happening in western Oklahoma. Discussion was held at Weatherford City Commission this week over potential changes to the city's contract with Lifeguard, who provide ambulance services for the city. Here's Mayor Mike Brown on the topic. The way it sets right now, uh, we pay Lifeguard $360,000 to actually have ambulances here in town. They're requested to go up 75000 as of January 1st. One of the things that we'll need to look at is uh, how we're going to pay the additional 75000 a year as we move into next year. Mayor Brown mentioned that Fire Chief Mike Carlin is in negotiations with Lifeguard and should report back to the commission at the meeting next month. The MRI project at Weatherford Regional Hospital is complete, says Chief Executive Officer Brian Denton. There's a few minor engineering components that don't affect. It's just cleanup in the electrical room. Nothing is going to affect operation function or safety. Once these are complete, we're going to have a ribbon cutting and open house. Denton says the tentative date for the ribbon cutting and open house is planned for next Thursday. We'll have more news after this. Janning Welding and Supply in Elk City is your full-line fabrication shop getting the job done right. They are your one-stop shop preferred dealer. They also carry portable welders with 10,000-watt AC generators built in. Or, if you don't need a welder, they carry champion generators in various sizes from 2,000 to 12,000 watts. Janning Welding and Supply also carries FR clothing, muck steel toe, regular toe, twisted X, and Ariat boots year-round. Stop by Janning Welding, 918 North Van Buren in Elk City. Jennifer Staggs of the Swasu School of Pharmacy was the guest speaker at Weatherford Rotary yesterday. She spoke on substance abuse disorder in Western Oklahoma and spoke about the No Science, No Stigma event being held by the School of Pharmacy later this month. The whole idea is to have everybody who comes to this leave with the ability and the tools to help somebody or themselves if they find themselves in this situation. If they find themselves needing help or they have somebody that they encounter that needs help, I want everybody who attends to walk away going, you know what, I know how to help and I've got the tools to be able to help do that. The event is taking place Monday, November 13th at the Student Union Ballroom on the Swasu campus beginning at 5 p.m. Clinton Chamber of Commerce President Julie Caldwell recently attended the Oklahoma Chamber of Commerce Executive Conference. Here she is describing the experience and what benefits it provides to the Clinton Chamber. 
I always get great ideas of new events that we can bring in and things like that. And so I'll present it all to my board, and then we'll go through it and see maybe if there's something that we want to implement. One future series of events the Chamber is hosting is the second edition of the Levitt Amp Concert Series happening next summer. I'm John Adams, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Right Radio News. Right Radio News, from the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios. Good morning. Seven minutes after 7 o'clock time, check our weather forecast for western Oklahoma. And checking from the National Weather Service, the National Weather Map, locally heavy rain in the northwest, chilly in the east and south. In our neck of the woods, it's warming up a little bit over the next few days, but it'll be windy and cool this morning. You need a jacket or a coat as you head out the door. A high today expected to be around 63, overnight low of 40, and high tomorrow, 68, for that OSU-OU game coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a very pleasant day. Temperatures basically uh, in the 70s, around 75 at Stillwater. And being a graduate of OU, uh, what's your prognostication? Rick Farmer <laughs> is here with us from OCPA. He's the fear, dean of the Fears Fellowship. Uh, you got any thoughts about the big game? Well, of course, OU fans are uh, pretty sad about last week, but we're going to bounce back. So uh, looking for a strong showing. I think um, maybe a three to five point game in OU's favor. That's the that's what I asked last night. Who's favored? It's six points. OU's favored by six. It's it's just going to be hard to imagine OU taking two loss, you know, back to back. You can look at that two ways. I mean, they like last year. They just started kind of on a downhill slope, and it depends. You know, their their running back is out. And that could be a factor. I like the way you said depends, and I went to the dapper. Oh, yeah. Do you wear depends? Sometimes. Do you? No. <laughs> stop is getting so old. Yeah, I mean, we're old-looking people. And I'm not talking about you, Dr. Rick Farmer. I'm speaking of my colleague over here. You know, we talk about how old. We get teased a lot about how old we are. Any comments? <laughs> uh, so so uh, I have a lot of gray hair. I got that from my mother. And I've been getting senior discounts since I was 45 years old. Uh, that's, that's not bad. Anytime you can do that. No, that's hard. We'll be back to take a look at current weather conditions and the, all the hair around the area right after this. Are you ready to shake things up behind the bar or bring your meat cutting skills to the forefront? Lucille's Roadhouse in Clinton and Weatherford is looking for enthusiastic individuals to join the team. Clinton Lucille's is looking for a bartender and meat cutter, and Weatherford Lucille's is also looking for a meat cutter. They've got competitive pay, employee benefits, and a fun work environment. Apply in person at either Lucille's location. Join our team at Lucille's Roadhouse, where great drinks and delicious cuts make a fantastic team. Waking up this morning to 37 degrees, fair and breezy today. Humidity at 73%. The wind out of the south right now as we speak at 22 miles per hour. The barometer 30.18. Inches of mercury falling a little, and a visibility 10 miles for you pilots out there wondering how far you can see, whether you need to get out and fly this morning. That, that's always important if you're a pilot, the, the visibility, obviously, particularly if you fly what's called VFR, which is basically without instruments, visual flight control. So anyway, we have with us today uh, Rick Farmer, who's with OCPA, which stands, it's the acronym for Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs. Some people call it a conservative think tank. Uh, is that is that what you call it, Dr. Farmer? A conservative think tank, yes, sir. That's acceptable. Yes. All right. 
They also have a liberal think tank, which is Oklahoma Policy Institute. Yes, in Tulsa. Yeah, and they but they are at the Capitol a lot. Uh, they have advocates at the Capitol, yes. And so does OCPA. OCPA has a couple of people who are at the Capitol promoting uh, good public policy that will help Oklahoma thrive. Very good. Well, you are in charge of the Fears Fellowship. You're dean of the Fears yeah. Fellowship. You have a question Which, about yeah, that? In fact, I was wondering, how, how do you get to become a dean? Well, that's a really good story. So if you have uh, bosses who don't really know about academics and they don't really know what a dean is, you just walk into the boss's office and say, hey, I've been thinking about my title and I'd kind of like to be the dean. And that's how you okay. got the name? That's pretty much it. And so, so the Fears Fellowship is named after a political science teacher at OU. History. History teacher. At History OU. teacher at OU, Dr. J. Rufus Fears. He was legendary, great storyteller. Uh, some of Dr. Fears' lectures were video recorded, and OU has some of them on their YouTube channel for free. You can go there and watch like an entire course. It's a really great course. Uh, also, some of them are sold on the great courses. So if you are a J. Rufus Fears fan, you want to spend a little money, uh, terrific lectures that are available on the great courses. So, How do you spell its last name? F-E-A-R-S, Fears. F- yeah. yeah. F-E-A-R-S. That's what I said earlier. So yeah. <laughs> okay. But I wasn't sure, you know, right. how he spelled his name. But so what What does it mean to be, you jokingly talked about the, the fact that you're the dean, but what does that mean your, as, as a job there with OCPA? So, so I direct the program, and in fact I started it. So folks at the Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs had this vision of a leadership program for young professionals, 18 to 35. And I knew them from having worked with them in the Capitol. So, you know, Jonathan Small worked in the Capitol. Dave Bond worked in the Capitol. I worked in the Capitol. Ray Carter worked in the Capitol. So I knew these folks, and they were aware of of my academic background and my work. And they called me up and said, hey, we want to start this new program, and we'd like for you to do it. And that was about four years ago. And so basically I took their vision and built it into a leadership program. So, so tell us about the program. Uh, so what does it entail? So it's for 18 to 35-year-olds, and we're really trying to help young conservatives have a better understanding of what that means. And, in fact, we're working to sort of help them define that for themselves. So one of the things that we do that's really interesting is we have a college professor that is an avowed libertarian. There's sort of a libertarian wing of, of the conservative movement. And we have this guy come in and talk about what does it mean to be a libertarian? What's the difference between being a libertarian and a conservative? And now we have a, a different college professor who is a populist, right? He's a history professor, writes about populism. You know, there's this whole discussion about populism in the conservative movement. We have him come in and talk about that. So these young, young people get a, a picture of, uh, okay, the conservative movement is not just this one thing, but it's sort of a, a broad tent, and there's lots of different aspects to it, and I can kind of figure out where do I fit in there. helps them bring more definition to their own thinking. That's you know, good. We were just speaking on that before we went on the air, but, and I don't want to change the subject, but uh, Politics 201, what is that about, and how does that factor in? Yeah, so when I go out and give speeches or talk to college classes, interact with people, there's a lot of different topics people ask me to talk about. And I have collected a number of the articles that I've written that have been published. 
that are related to those topics. And I've just put them all on one website, politicstool1.com. Somebody can go right there and, you know, whatever it is I happen to be talking about today, they can go there and find the link. So they, you updated with it. this, uh, this that <clears throat> when you mention the different fashions that exist within the Republican Party, we, we term it as being extreme sometimes, but now do you update the 201 with that uh, presentation or those two? the populist and the libertarian views? So, Mustafa, that's a great question. Actually, the Politics 201 is a little more general than that. So there's just stuff there about what is the Fierce Fellowship and how does it work and what are some of our graduates doing these days. We have more than 20 graduates of the program, we, we call them fellows, who are working in state government. Four or five of them working in Kevin Stitt's office and several of them working in Ryan Walter's office and two of them working for... Uh, Senator Langford, and just they're working all around. Uh, Tommy Johnson, who is the sheriff of Oklahoma County, was one of the first people right. to go through our program. So uh, Mustafa asked me a good question before we got started this morning. That is, uh, you know, how you define conservatism, and that's kind of what your program's about, helping that, people to define it for themselves. Is that's that, exactly is that what, right. you're, what, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So Now, you're, you're not trying to convert people from being a liberal to conservative. That's not the point of the program. That's absolutely not the point of the program. And in fact, if we were going to do that, it'd have to be a very different program. No, this this is about helping young people who lean conservative, think that they're kind of conservative, probably grew up in a conservative household, understand more about what that means so that, that they can then take that with them, better defend their positions, be better leaders in the community. So in layman terms, what does that model look like? Yeah, Just well, give me an example of something that you would. Yeah. So, so uh, we have five sessions. Uh, the first session, we talk about the roots of democracy, the Greeks and the Romans. The second session, we talk about the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, Declaration of Independence, that kind of stuff. The third session, uh, we talk a little bit about the progressive movement and where we see that it went in the wrong direction, in our opinion. And then we also have the libertarian guy. So there's sort of some political philosophy kind of stuff going on in that one. And then we have a session uh, with the populist guy. And then we have another session uh, with an economics professor from OSU gives the best, simplest explanation of economics in 45 minutes I have ever heard. It's unbelievable. So just a basic program to help people I know when I was first, I registered a Republican in Oklahoma when it wasn't popular to be a registered Republican. As a matter of fact, my parents said, no, you, you, we're, we're conservative, but you need to register Democrat because you can't vote in Oklahoma, which has totally changed now. Back, it's 180 the other way. That's right. But Democrats can be conservative. There's some confusion. I mean, you don't have to be a Republican to be, cons to be conservative. And Oklahoma had a lot of conservative Democrats for years. Yeah. So, Mustafa, I do want to be clear that the Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs is a 501c3 nonprofit. So we are nonpartisan, but we are conservative. So, I mean, if that means that we lean toward Republicans, then obviously we do. But as an organization, we don't consider ourselves to be a Republican organization. We consider ourselves to be a, a conservative organization. When, when, when we were off there, and I'm throwing this out here because it's, I speak from the layman aspect of it, but when I looked at that model that's presented through the media today, it looks like the first thing you have on your list is to hate the Democrat. 
And I'm glad to hear what I hear this morning because this, this is a whole different extreme there. You do have differences within the party, and I think Oklahoma probably represents that to uh, it would be a great model there. I like the idea that we're bringing people to conversation and discussing things that make sense and defining what conservatism through giving these classes, I think that's that's excellent. What do you think about that, Harold? Well, I think it's a great idea because what I was going to say is when I filed originally as a Republican, I, I, I liked Richard Nixon. He was running for president, and I was a member of the Young Republicans. They called them Young Republicans at, at Stillwater uh, because you couldn't vote until you were 21. So you were most of the time you were in college, you were still a young Republican. So I, I had a friend. Matter of fact, he became a Supreme Court justice. Who was he and I went to see Nixon speak at the Will Rogers Airport in like 1967, 68, somewhere in then. So the point I want to make is I didn't fully understand what it meant to be a conservative. Exactly. So, you know, uh, as a political scientist, one of the things that we study is why do people become one or the other? And a, a lot of it just has to do with sort of uh, talk around the dinner table. And so kids grow up kind of knowing that their parents are Republicans. They they see how their parents react to the news on TV or how their parents or, or family, friends, people at church, grandparents, how they talk about issues when they interact with other people at the coffee shop or whatever. And and so they sort of absorb that, but they don't really understand what that means. And, and so that's what we're trying to do is give them a firmer foundation and a stronger definition that they can kind of discover for themselves. So I want to talk when we come back. We'll take a quick break, but I want to talk about what Mustafa alluded to a little bit, this hatred towards each of the parties a little bit, and whether or not that is worse today than it used to be. That's a question I want to pose. But first, let's break. Our guest on the program today is Rick Farmer with uh, Fierce Fellowship and OCPA. Checking in on the Beef Checkoff. Joining us today, Heather Buckmaster of the Oklahoma Beef Council. Heather, let's talk about cattle producers and how they can find out more about checkoff dollars. So if you're a producer and you want to learn more about how beef checkoff dollars are invested, the first thing to do is visit drivingdemandforbeef.com. Everything from the Beef Checkoff's annual audited financials, contractors' yearly funds or authorization requests, checkoff program updates, and annual reports are available on the website. Checkoff meetings are also open to every producer who pays into the Beef Checkoff. On a state level, you can visit Cattleman's Corner on our website at oklabeef.org, where we have links to our annual reports, national checkoff annual reports, the Federation of State Beef Council's annual reports, and a link to the annual reports of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Our board of directors are checkoff paying volunteers and it's important to them that their neighbors are able to see the funding decisions they are making. So once again, visit drivingdemandforbeef.com to learn more or visit our website at oklabeef.org. CK Energy reminds you to keep electrical safety in mind as the cooler fall weather approaches. The following safety tips will help you stay safe during the change of seasons. Safely store warm weather tools like lawnmowers and trimmers. Check cold weather tools such as leaf and snow blowers along with their power cords for unusual wear and tear. Unplug and safely store battery charges that won't be in use again until spring. Use only weatherproof electrical devices for outside activities. These tips brought to you by CK Energy. Western Oklahoma is known for unpredictable weather. One day it's nice, the next a foot of snow's on the ground. 
Wouldn't you like to know your heating unit is ready for the Western Oklahoma winter? Let the trained professionals at Southwest Air and Heat clean and check your unit today. Southwest Air and Heat, your local Linux dealer, is the trusted and experienced name for heating service in Western Oklahoma. Call 772-8000. That's 772-8000. Perfect air, unmatched care. That's Southwest Air and Heat, your local Linux dealer in Weatherford. This is Swasu Sports, powered by Pioneer on Bulldog TV and 95.5 The Coyotes. Goes deep, middle of the field, catch late, end zone, touchdown, Bulldogs. Deshaun Mora. Catch all the action on 95.5 The Coyote and Bulldog TV. Hi, everybody. It's the voice of the Bulldogs, Mike Smith. And coming up this Saturday, it's the final home game of the season for your Bulldogs as they host Henderson State. Pre-game show, 1 o'clock kickoff at 2 from Plex Kim Field, Saturday on 95.5 The Coyote. Swasu Sports is made possible. By more than medicine, Great Plains Kubota, PSO, Elk Supply, Ace Home Centers of Western Oklahoma, Clinton Liquor Store, Bar S Foods, Dobson Fiber, Herd Auction and Realty, Shepherd Home Health and Hospice, CJ Southwest Tire, Commons Auto Group, Blue Sky Bank, True Vision Optometric Group, Culver Electric, Jet Distributing, and Pioneer on 95.5 The Coyote. minutes after 7 o'clock, and here's, uh, you know, I thought maybe we'd get a comment from Biscuit this morning on what's going on. Uh, We've got a dog out here. He's uh, showed up this morning. If if you uh, would help us out a little bit, come by and pick this dog up, take it to Friends for Life uh, here in this area, because they they look after, they take care of the dog, and then put it up for adoption. So if somebody's out there, that's what Biscuit's, I have to interpret for Biscuit. Thank you, Rick, Far- Rick Farmer, Dr. Rick Farmer, Ph.D. in political science from OU. Uh, he's the head of the Fierce Fellowship, uh, dean of the Fierce Fellowship. And you're thinking about bringing that to Weatherford. We are. Uh, so we've done the Fierce Fellowship in Oklahoma City and Tulsa every spring and fall. But we try to take it out uh, to some place in rural Oklahoma in the summer. And we've had one in Enid. We had one in Ardmore. We recently did one in Durant and the, uh, we've had really great groups there. We had a member of the city council in Durant who did the program. We had uh, a history teacher who did the program along with some of that history teacher's students. We had a political science professor at Southeastern who was in the program along with some of the college Republicans. So, uh, you know, kind of a cross section of the community. And uh, so we'd like to do it in Weatherford. We're, we're Looking exploring to, that con- that idea exploring as that we speak. We have some people lined up that uh, today that will visit with you. You kind of get an idea if it's something so you want to offer. We're thinking summer, uh, this coming summer, summer of 24. Very good. What size group? Well, uh, yeah, that's a good question. How many people? You know, we'd love to have around 20. Uh, we, you know, if we had a little less than 20, that'd be fine. If we had a few more, we could do that too. But But our goal would be maybe in the range of 20. So my question before we got into a break there was, is there more hatred amongst the parties today? Animosity uh, or hatred? I'm talking about hate. You said hatred. It's your I did word. Say, you said it's a strong you said word. the Republicans hate the Democrats, but it's also, I think, goes the other way. There are a lot of Democrats yes, who yes. seem to hate the Republicans. That's the perception, at least, uh, particularly with this, you know. Well, you know, and I want to put it in the context in which the conversation centered around. It does come from both sides, but it's via media. 
And do we see more of the Hannity, so to speak, the news talk programs that bring this type of feeling, this emotion, this hatred, so to speak? That's the question. Well, uh, so it seems to me that uh, last week, Republicans hate Republicans if you're watching the U.S. House of Representatives. I mean, they, they had real difficulty just coming together. I, I think if you look back historically, things have always been difficult, and we've had some really difficult times. Uh, the Civil War, for example, but that's not the only one. Uh, we've gone through a lot of really difficult times, times when the Congress was was very split and had difficulty getting things done. So in that sense, none of this is new. But I do think that we had reached some sort of civility, maybe in the 50s, 60s. Uh, I mean, they impeached Richard Nixon, so it it's not total civility. But nonetheless, I, I think we had reached some accommodation, and it does seem to have become more intense in the last few years. And the I, I'm, I don't know if calling it hatred is the right way to say it, but there are significant differences of opinion, and those opinions have become more and more intense in the last few years, making it more and more difficult for people to compromise and work together. I can understand the passions that come along with it, the negativity that comes along with suggesting that this is going to be the end of the world. If we don't do this and choose this person, it's going to be, oh, how are we going to survive? That's a scare tactic that the politicians use, and maybe it's not hatred, but it's certainly entertaining. I, I So you mentioned media. I think media does drive a lot of that. I think cable TV probably is part of that, too. And uh, if, you've, if you think back, so if you go back to the 50s and 60s, there were three TV networks, and basically everybody had a, sort of a shared set of news and a shared sense of what, what – uh, was going on in the country. But uh, if you go back before that, you were dependent upon newspapers, and these were very partisan newspapers. And so cable TV is sort of like the partisan newspapers of old, except it is right in your living room 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the way they make their money is through outrage. The more angry they make you, the more likely you will tune in which allows them to then sell their advertising and make a living. And they literally are outrage machines, and that's how they make their money. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah, absolutely. On both sides. So, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because uh, if you look back in history, there were issues. Uh, A lot of the papers hated Abraham Lincoln, editorialized against him big time when he was running for president. You know, part of what happened in those days, though, was you would you would have these newspapers, these pamphlets, but people basically had to go to the town square to talk to each other. And how that's different now is you don't go to the town square to get these messages. It is in your house 24-7. So the universities that teach political science, how has that changed? Oh, wow. That's a really great question. And we're out of time. Oh, okay. It has well, changed. We have to get it I back guess. on on another time, another day. We'll res. We'll, anytime you want to come on and explain that one, we'll do it. All right, I'll be glad to come back. That'll be fun. Very good, uh, Rick Farmer, our guest on the show today, and he'll be in town talking to some folks about possibly putting on a fierce fellowship. Are you calling? You call it a seminar because that's what I've been saying. But what do you? What's the official title? Basically, I call it a leadership program. Okay, so a. 
Fears Leadership Program yes. in, in this area. So if you're interested, you may want to holler at uh, Rick Farmer at OCPA. Uh, I should mention that there's no charge for this program. We provide all of the materials, and including a, a bunch of uh, uh, lunches, and we do a kickoff dinner. Uh, Governor Kevin Stitt's going to be our keynote speaker in Oklahoma City here in a few weeks to kick off that. One in, in Oklahoma City? Yes. Very good. So Thank age you. is 18 to 35. 18 to 35. And we're a little flexible about that. Could someone, like, monitor Me? the no. program? Just <laughs> we also listen. have had people sit in the back of the room. All right. Very good. Thank you for being on the show. You can hang around until 8 o'clock cause, because we have some people, a couple of people coming in here at 8 to meet with you. So stand by. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.